right. Whenever you're ready. Okay, here we go. What up? Welcome to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. Wait, hold I am on. Your... <laughs> what? You're gonna, give, you're gonna give me a countdown. Why'd you need a countdown? I wasn't ready. <laughs> I needed the countdown. You didn't have to be ready. <laughs> okay, all right. Here we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're Where's right. He does that. He does the countdown. Yeah. So I can like mentally prepare. That that like three two is where I like lock in. That's where like, you know. Okay. What up? Welcome to the Stellar Sailor Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> I am your guest, Matthew Souza, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And here I am taking an edible. Oh, great. That's for our Twitch viewers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you noticed, we have for the first time ever on the Stellar Sailor Podcast, a guest doing the intro because Mason is not here today. Like I said earlier on the Twitch feed, uh, he is enjoying his 15th anniversary with his girlfriend, so um, it's a very special day for him. We figured we would give him the day off. They're going out for a nice meal at McDonald's. And then uh, next week, he'll be back and ready to talk fantasy football with us. So, Mr. Souza, it appears we have a lot on the slate today. Because not only are we previewing wide receivers for 2023 fantasy football, we're going to sneak tight ends in there, too. That's right. And just a quick shout out to Chad and Craig in the chat. Right? Uncle Drew is Chad. Yeah, we just doxed him, but that's okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so Craig, we do have Craig's a lot to always. talk about. Wide receivers. We're going to sneak in tight ends, like you said, because, I mean, it could really all be summed up in one sentence. But, yeah, wide receivers, That's that's the last of it, really. We're not going to do kickers, and defenses no. we're not going to do either. No. So, I mean, we're halfway through August, which is crazy. Our draft is in less than three weeks, 20 days. Damn. That's coming up quick. Days And three days later is week one, first game of the season. Even quicker. Um, Susan, last week – on this very episode, we previewed running backs, and I thought it was one of our better episodes. Um, I like how we did that. So I'm going to try to do the same thing for wide receivers this week, and it might be a little bit more complicated because I feel like there's more wide receivers to discuss than there is running backs. So we, yeah, may, not, we might not give, you know, hmm, yes, actually, the, long, you're right. You're right. the long detailed – version of every single wide receiver that you come to know and love but we're going to do it the best that we can and i think without mason we might be able to do it a little quicker yeah makes sense yeah well first oh shit we gotta to get to the news with susan
That's right. And as we are in the preseason, in the thick of it, games I've been playing, and as fantasy football podcasters like us, I haven't watched a single second. Nope. But I've heard things. I've heard some things. Um, but I don't really have anything to say about that. But we'll talk about some injuries here and some Sweet. trades and signings. Can I ask you how signings. fast that edible kicked in? <laughs> um, let's just get right to it. We got to talk about Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets. Zeke signed with the Patriots. And that affects Ramondre Stevenson and Brees Hall directly. And I think that's worth talking about. You talk about that because I'm going to be right back. <laughs> Filling right in for Mason. Um, so, Ramondre Stevenson was looking like he was a lock for a top 10 guy. He was in our top 10 RBs last week. And now you got Zeke. And he needs to eat, remember? Feed Zeke. He got 12 touchdowns last year. He was a goal line guy. Now, Pollard with Zeke, still finished top 10. So it's not like Stevenson is in the trash. But it does limit the upside to some extent. Zeke isn't completely washed. He can find the end zone when you're within 10 yards. So, yes, he'll probably Stevenson will probably give away some touchdowns. But I still see him as the lead guy. I still see him as a pass catcher as well. I think I, I would knock him down a little bit. But I still think Stevenson's a good pick. As in terms when it comes to Zeke specifically, he's worth a late round pick. Oh, oh, Glenn's taking one too. We're on edibles, folks. No, we're on vitamins. Vitamins. God. I'm sorry. Vitamins. Yes, vitamins. Not the Flintstone kind. Um, just the stoned kind. But Zeke, like I said, I think he's worth a late round pick. But you got to wait and see. Maybe he'll be a Double-digit touchdown guy again? Maybe not. We'll have to see what happens. But definitely a – you don't see the Patriots signing stars. You don't. I mean, Zeke, you could say he's passes stardom, but even so, you don't usually see the Patriots doing that. They go for the the bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. They go for the Mohamed Sanus, even the Jujus, who's all right but not, you know, elite. Zeke's an interesting signing, I got to say. For the Pats. I I like it for the Patriots a lot. I hate it for fantasy. Yeah. Last week on this very episode, we had Ramondre Stevenson in our top 10. And I feel like he might move out of that top 10 with Zeke there just because of the touchdowns that Zeke is going to vulture from. I fully expected Ramondre Stevenson to have the backfield by himself. With Zeke there now, not so much. I'm not saying... Ramondre Stevenson still isn't valuable. I'm not saying he can't be an RB1, but you have to factor in what Zeke Elliott brings to that offense. Inside the five-yard line, that's Zeke time. Did it last year with the Cowboys. He's done it his whole career. What's going to be any different with the New England Patriots? The only thing I think different with the Patriots is that their offense isn't good enough, so maybe he doesn't have enough chances to score Hmm. if he would on the Cowboys. Um and like I said, he's going to take away some points from Ramondre. As far as Dalvin Cook, I got no fucking idea. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you, you got to think like Cook is the better back right now than Brees Hall. 
even in that short stint that we saw Brees Hall, he was you think explosive. So? You think Dalvin's a better talent right now? Everyone healthy? I mean, we just have a short span of Brees Hall. That's the thing. I mean, I, I feel like Dalvin Cook's still one of the league's elite running backs. But I feel like what Brees Hall was on pace to do last year, he was going to finish as a top five back before he got hurt. I don't know. I don't know how the Jets are going to use him. I don't know how the Jets yeah. are going to be in this Aaron Rodgers offense. I don't know if Brees Hall is going to be the early down back and Dalvin Cook's going to be sprinkled in there. I don't know if they're going to alternate drives. I do not know, but it worries me for Brees Hall. Yeah, it sucks for Brees Hall. It sucks for Stevenson. If I had to pick between Zeke and Cook, I would pick Dalvin Cook because we still have the injury concern with Brees. We don't know if he's 100%. He was activated off the pup list today, so that's promising, but um, hard to say that he's back to 100%. So, But it just muddies the water. It's, none of it's good for fantasy. None of it. We're going to see next week when we do um, a live mock draft from the pod as far as where Dalvin Cook goes. But right now, I haven't done any mocks since he's been picked up by the Jets. Is he going before Brees? I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Anybody in the chat? I know Craig's on his mock draft bullshit again. And, and Mason's our ADP guy. Yeah, so but Cook, have, Cook was paid $8.6 million. That's a lot of money. Zeke was paid $6 million for contact. Up to $6 million. Up to six million. While Dalvin Cook got eight point six, I believe like seven was guaranteed. So that says, you know, money talks. I think they're going to use Dalvin Cook a lot more than you might want them to. So Chad said Brees is way higher ADP. Cook is going like sixth round, but in a fourteen he might go higher, which makes sense. I don't like it. I, no, either or. I, I'm like I, until I see you know what's happening, you can take a chance on it. And maybe, you know, Brees Hall ends up being that guy. But with Dalvin Cook there, it's just like, it's, it's just he's limited. And you can't have the same expectations for Brees Hall like you did last year or even going into the season before Dalvin Cook was signed. It's tough. And same thing goes for Dalvin Cook. I, you can't expect Minnesota Vikings Dalvin Cook because you don't know what Brees Hall is going to take away from them. Again, great move for the Jets. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, sure, sign Dalvin Cook. If you're trying to win a fantasy championship, not sure if Dalvin Cook's the guy you want. Nope. But moving on. Moving on. Now we have some injuries to talk about. One being Kendra Miller, rookie running back on the Saints. Now remember, Alvin Kamara suspended for the first three games. So Kendra Miller had an opportunity. Jamal Williams is there too. But Kendra Miller just suffered a knee sprain in uh, the preseason game this last weekend. No surgery is expected. And there's optimism he'll be ready for week one. But that's a big deal. A knee sprain. We don't know if he'll be ready for week one. They signed, they just signed um Daryl Williams. Williams. So we'll Were they supposed to, see to sign Kareem Hunt? I don't <sighs> no one signed him yet. No one signed him, but I thought I thought that he visited the like, Vikings a few days ago. He did, but he visited the Saints. I heard everything went well, and it was likely that they were going to sign him. And then all of a sudden, they signed Darrell Williams. So, Kareem Hunt's still up in the air. We still don't know where he's, he's going to go. Right. He's Chad probably going to make another running himself. back room worse. Exactly. But I think this is a little bit possibly promising for Alvin Kamara if I would say, like, the, the lead guy who – or the guy who's 
has the highest probability of taking his job or taking away from Alvin Kamara, just got injured. So we'll see. So I forget Jamal Williams still there. That's true. That's true. And apparently Kamara's looking pretty good in camp. Just just putting that out there. But he's Kamara's actually going a little higher than I would like because I did a couple mocks with him. I think he's around the fifth, sixth round for a guy missing three games. In a 12-man? I'll take it just based on the upside. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, here we go, returned Uh to practice a few days ago, but did not participate in team drills. That was the latest I heard. That was three days ago. But he's back. He hurt his groin, which is a tough one to deal with. But there's still time. As long as he rests, doesn't do anything crazy, he might be good to go. How do you feel about it? Because last week we, we didn't feel too good. I'm not convinced that he is good yet. I mean, obviously he didn't participate in team drills, so he's not 100%. And a, a soft tissue problem like that, with the groin no less, that's a tough one. That's one that could easily re-aggravate, especially if he pushes himself too much too fast. Glenn has a whiteboard. It's time. It's time because, and sorry to interrupt the news, but we're going to, this is going to be the first bet of the year. I was talking to Craig and who did we say, Craig? Was it Ken Walker versus Gibbs? I think that's who it is. I need Craig to confirm it. I think so. I remember that. I think that was it. So I'm going to put this in red. Yeah, you said you couldn't believe you'd rank Gibbs over Ken Walker. Gibby versus K9. That way we don't forget it. It's right right here. Gibby versus K9. And um, Craig is, as a a, thing is, Craig has a little bias. We talk about it, but he's big into Ken Walker. He had him in redraft last year. He's traded for him on his dynasty team. So he doesn't like people talking bad about him. Here's the thing. Ken Walker's a dog, no doubt about it. But, like we said last week, the groin and Charbonnet mm. and Geno Smith again. Do we trust him? I don't. I know you do. Give me Gibbe. Gibbe. Chad's hopping on the Gibby side. So who's on the Gibbs side? Yo. Me, you, Chad. I think so Mason, the- too. It's the world versus Craig. Yeah, world world v. Craig. So Gibby versus K9, in parentheses, I'm going to put world versus Germany. I was trying to think of that, too. I was just like, just like World War II, but I think Germany has some allies. <laughs> Germany definitely did. <laughs> he said, yeah, so was Trent Richardson. Damn. Hey, I had him that year, that rookie year. He was nice. Like one of my first year. seasons playing. All right, so this first thing second. I had to the whiteboard of things that we're not talking about, but we're going to remember is Gibby versus K9. What else needs to go on the board that people aren't talking about? Oh, crap. There's so much, but I forget them all. What did we specifically have? Oh, I had Goff for MVP. My dark horse. Goff for MVP. Yeah, so one side you'll just have like calls or bets or whatever. 
Yeah, let me let me split this in half. Put a black marker down the middle there. And then we need. Uh, what did I say the other side was going to be? Oh, Sanders and Jacobs. That's the one that Craig was talking about because Mason was shitting on Josh Jacobs last week. Oh, okay. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not going to take part in that because I don't feel comfortable. Miles Sanders versus Josh Jacobs. That's the yeah, real I mean, thing. Well, I mean, it, Jacobs is the obvious answer, but I don't That's feel what comfortable I would go with. defending Miles Sanders like Mason does. No. Sanders has a soft tissue injury, by the way. Don't bury the lead. Josh Allen equals Uncle Phil. That's right. <laughs> this just in, Pete Carroll says Ken Walker will be ready for week one. Will be will ready. Will be ready. Oh. Hello. Pat says he's buying Sanders everywhere. Volume going crazy, but can he handle it? That was my question. Um, what am I putting here? What am I putting here? Josh Allen. Equals Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. That's like a long-term one. That was Mason's off-season hot take, which might be the worst take we've ever heard in this podcast. Because I don't know how many kids Josh Allen has, but he's got some catching up to do if he wants to catch Uncle Phil. <laughs> oh, we'll think of more as they come. I'm not putting Sanders and Jacobs up there because Mason's on that boat by himself. Yeah, as a as a podcast, we don't we don't co-sign that. No. Um, that's really it for news, though. Uh, like like they said in the chat, Miles Sanders did have a slight tweak in the groin. Again, you don't like that groin issue, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Wide receivers, you ready? Yes, I am. All right, so here's the thing. There's been a shift. In the matrix. Wide receivers are now becoming the most prized possessions in fantasy football. Now, last week I had I didn't really have rankings for running backs as more as I split them into tiers for this year coming up. I'm I'm doing the same thing for wide receivers just because I just have a group of guys who Fit a certain tier. That's how I feel about them. That's what I'm sticking with. And last week, I had the him tier. There can only be one him. And that him was Christian McCaffrey for running backs. So was a, the obvious answer is, or I should say the obvious question with an obvious answer is, who is him in wide receivers? Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. JJ, J. Jettas. The grid, gritty master himself, he's number one. Is he the consensus number one in fantasy football? Should he be going 101 in all your redrafts? I like it. I wouldn't but say he, should, but... Do you love it? I need to know when is the right time, if not now, because, like I said, running backs have been king. You look at every fantasy draft, that we've been doing the past how many seasons in the Westport League? 11? Mm-hmm. Has wide receiver ever gone number one? Antonio Brown, right? Has he? In our league? Yeah. I thought, didn't Zach take him? 
And then someone got Todd Gurley number two. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe he didn't take Todd Gurley. He drafted Antonio Brown. I thought that's what happened. Maybe. Maybe. Pretty sure about that. I can picture Mason's basement right now. I know. I, I feel like you're right about Antonio Brown. But it's now – so is Justin Jefferson in that Antonio Brown category where he's going to be the best for the course of the next five to six years? I mean, I'm not – I don't think he is a lock to be the number one year in and year out because Cup can do it. He was on pace last year to do it. If you he, Cup played nine games. If you extrapolate that to 17, he would have had more points than Jefferson. But he's it's the injury risk, so he's knocked down. But if you if he's healthy, he can easily be number one. So this year, in your 2023 fantasy draft, who are you picking first overall? Honestly, right now, McCaffrey. Right now, today, McCaffrey, Christian yeah. McCaffrey over Justin Jefferson. He scored more points than him. So did Eckler, by the way. Okay. Are you taking Eckler over Justin Jefferson? No, I don't trust Eckler. Oh, don't trust that. But McCaffrey, he's just you trust talking about him. the, re- the receptions and the rushing, and they're just – and he had five more touchdowns than Jefferson too. That'll help. Well, so I, that's the thing. Do you think – McCaffrey before... had 1,800 total yards just like Justin Jefferson, so. But do you think – like I feel like what Justin Jefferson got last year as the number one wide receiver is his floor – because of the low touchdown numbers. 1,800 yards and eight touchdowns is a floor? For him? Who's – That's pretty good. You add the the rookie Jordan Addison, but you get rid of Adam Thielen. That offense isn't going to change. You lose Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson, like I said, as far as wide receiver talent, he's one of the best in the league. He's right up there. But the way Minnesota uses him, the way Kirk Cousins uses him, he's number one wide receiver. The only thing he lacked last year, which could have – made for like one of the best fantasy season ever was touchdowns it's seven eight eight sorry not double digits jamar chase had more and he played how many less games he did four less games kirk cousins man All right but i'm saying like jefferson's there he doesn't get hurt he's consistent you gotta figure like I, I'm I'm picking him 101, saying that he could do the exact same thing, if not better, because I think his touchdown numbers will go up. Hey, I don't hate it. The only reason I I still might do it myself. It's my it's like, do I want to go wide receiver heavy, like with like my first three picks, or do I want to get the best running back that there is? It's hard. It's a hard decision because we know the running back position is scarce. You know how that's usually how it is. Uh, but it's hard to pass up on these receivers, man. I know. But we've it's established – So we've established that Justin Jefferson is him. Being yeah, my note just says draft him. Draft him. Everyone else I have, like, you know, statistics and whatnot, opinions. Okay. How late should Justin Jefferson fall in your draft? Should, should he go past two. two? Should not be past two. Okay. Just checking. Just want to make sure. Last week I had after him – is my stud category. Now, these are the players who are most probable or likely to possibly dethrone him and take that number one role 
That's Timothy Higgins. Timothy Higgins? The chat's on have... shade on McCaffrey, by the way. Oh, let's see here. Uh, just like Elijah Mitchell was used so much last year when he came back, 49 is going to use CMC conservatively. Give me Chase over CMC. There's one thing about Chad that I know. It's that he loves his wide receiver play. Yeah, so it's 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 tough. I think next week we'll we'll discuss more as far as where people should get drafted when we do the mock draft. As far as wide receiver rankings, Chase is close, and he's the number one on my studs list. Is Chase guys. safer? Sorry, is Chase safer than CMC? I don't know. That's that's the question. I don't know. Chase I mean, played thirteen games last year. That's true, and and I don't want to say Chase is injury prone because he's played two seasons, got yeah. hurt in one, fifty percent chance. And his rookie year, he was what? The wide receiver three. I forget his rookie year, so let me look it up. It was stupid. He finished, yeah, three or five. He played seventeen games. Oh, Chad's just. He's spewing out. Oh I'm my take, God! The disrespect, man. Too. Oh my God, this is tough. See, not nah, the, the thing with CMC, and we talked about this last week, is that there's a lot of Kelsey Kool Aid out there. If anyone's gonna thrive in the San Francisco 49ers offense and be the most consistent out of the elite skill positions that they have, it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey. Debo's going to have his day. Ayuk's going to have his time. Even Kittle's going to have his time. But Christian McCaffrey is your safest bet in that offense. Christian McCaffrey is the safest bet at running back. That's just how it is. Yeah. And based on how you want to make your team. McCaffrey had three less receptions than A.J. Brown. Receptions. He's a running back. I know. Like that's just what you get with him. That's why I, I love. Him. When you look at his like when you look at his 2019 season, it's all time, which is the most absurd season I've seen in recent memory uh, when it comes to fantasy football players. So McCaffrey, like I said, all right, enough for McCaffrey. You're right. Wide receivers. Sorry. I have studs who could possibly dethrone Justin Jefferson if everything goes right. I got five players. I got five players who I think have a chance at finishing number one in fantasy I'm, football. I'm very curious. I can I can I can side with four, but right. fifth, this better not be a homer pick. That's all I'm saying. It's not a homer pick. It's okay. not a homer pick. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my five guys, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Um Jamar Chase. Yes, I have him second. So I don't need to tell you why, right? We, it's just it's simply the eye test. It's simply how explosive he is, how the Cincinnati Bengals run their offense, how he can just take a 20-yard slant to the crib, yeah. get you 35 points back-to-back weeks. The only thing that worries me is T. Higgins is there across from him. It hasn't been a problem yet because he's still been a fantasy stud in his two seasons. Last year he gets hurt. I'm not going to say he's injury-prone because we don't no, have that yet. large of a sample. But – you feel good drafting Chase in your top five. Number two, stud. Another guy who could be number one, Devontae Adams. Hmm. Any question that you had with him 
going to the Raiders last year, I think was debunked. And it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter if it's Derek Carr. It doesn't matter if it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy G does matter. I don't, I don't think Adam, I pushed Adams quite a bit down. I don't think it does. I don't think it does because the Raiders are going to be the Raiders. There's nobody. There's no other pass catcher there now that Darren Wall is out. You're questionable about Josh Jacobs if he does come back. Who else is there? It's going to be Adams. And he's still that good. And people are saying, yeah, man, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Put some respect on Devontae Adams' name. No, I know. I think, Number two I, last year. I love year. Adams. I love Adams, but it's the quarterback for me. Carr has a history of targeting one guy and one guy only. And Jimmy G's more of a manager. He just kind of goes for the, the gimme stuff. And I'm sure Jimmy, Adams will be good. He's in my top 10, but I don't see him if, as a top one potential, like you said. But if Jimmy G can make a bunch of guys relevant – on the San Francisco 49ers, which they should be. You don't think he can keep Adams and sustain him as that top three receiver? They're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, I think Adams will do well, but I don't see him getting 14 touchdowns again. I don't see why he can't. I I do not see why he can't because he's still him until he wants to be him, even though he's not technically him because Justin Jefferson's. Okay. I'm not worried. I'm not right. Like I said, I, I traded him in Dynasty this year, but that's just towards looking for the future. I wanted to keep him. But you don't know how long the drop-off's going to be. I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think Jimmy G matters. I don't think – I think he's just an elite talent and one of those guys who can play with anyone. And he silenced all the haters last year. Um, my next guy, Cooper Cup. Yep. I actually – Decided to put Tyreek Hill ahead of him. I have Jefferson Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Cooper Cup as my top four guys. I don't have any specific ranks and orders. Like I said, you could group all these guys together. I'm not mad if you get them all. I have one guy who's kind of lower on the stud, but he still has that chance just because who he is, who his quarterback is, and what he's been doing with said quarterback. But continue. Tyreek Hill over Cooper Cup. Yeah, um, and that's just largely due to the injury risk, not only with Cooper Cup, but with Matt Stafford. So as a result, Cooper Cup has moved down, and he's moved down below guys like Justin Jefferson, Chase, and now Tyreek Hill. I actually put Tyreek above him uh, after the fact. Like after I made this list, I updated it. Um, I mean, he's just elite with the Dolphins. It's not 1,700 yards last year. Seven touchdowns I mean, that could maybe even go up. I just I just like him because he should be able to replicate it, and there's a very and there's not as much risk as Cup. That's all. Cup, if he's healthy, you know what's sad. You what's sad is we're saying this about Cooper Cup. I firmly believe in my heart of hearts, if everything goes right, and Cooper Cup plays 17 games and Matt Stafford plays 17 games, he's going to finish wide receiver one with flashing colors. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And, like, the fact that you're going to get to that point in the first round, midway through the first round where Cooper Cup's there, and you're looking, you're like, God, this is – it's the ultimate risk-reward, Cooper Cup. It's true. I, I feel like if he's there, you got to take him. You can't be a bitch and say, ah, but he's injury-prone because the risk – I mean, the reward's too fucking good. 
It's too good. And that's the thing. You talk about receptions, yards, touchdowns. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, man. That was all time two years ago. And and it was on pace to be all time last year before injuries happened. Yep. Yeah, Cooper Cup, you you can't you can't forget he started last year literally where he left off. It was nuts. Um, and then he got hurt, unfortunately. And Stafford too. It's it's the twofold. It's Stafford too. That's a big thing with his elbow and shit. Um, so that's just double the risk, really. Double the injury risk that could hinder Cup. So I have him a little bit lower just because of the risk. You got to factor in those intangibles. Because why when when everyone around that your pick is a stud, why take the risk? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Tyreek Hill is a stud. So why why take the risk with Cup when uh, you can just it, get a, a safe stud? I have Reek up there too with my studs. Um, he is he's he's just he's the Lamar Jackson of wide receivers when it comes to explosivity. I like it. I think I think two is going to get better as long as he stays healthy. The only thing that worries me about Reek's value is just I think Waddle's going to get better too. And I have Waddle moved up a little higher. And I just think they kind of offset each other. But they're both, in my opinion, they're both wide receiver ones. Like, I'm not going to be mad having Jalen Waddle. Like, say if I go running back in the first round, and then Jalen Waddle's thereafter, and like, I don't know, was he late second, early third? I don't even know if he goes... I think he's more like early to mid second. He's up there. I'm not going to be mad about it. I like Reek. Yeah, I mean, he's the only like Waddle's just a little inconsistent sometimes because of what Reek and the volume he he commands. I mean, last year was his best fantasy season, which is nuts. We're like, oh, he's leaving Pat Mahomes. He's going to the Dolphins. How's it going to his best year? Yeah, Uh, it was nuts. 1700 yeah. yards, seven touchdowns. And I could see it happening again. I just, if, if the offense is a little better, they're more high I power. S- I think they can score more, maybe. How about this? I'm going to add this one to the board. Okay. I think it's going to happen again. But I think. Jalen Waddle is going to be the guy it happens to. What do you say? I think. I'm saying, and this might be a sizzling hot take coming early. I'm saying Jalen Waddle has the year Tyreek Hill did last year, and Tyreek Hill has Jalen Waddle's year this year. No, absolutely not. Tell me why it's not possible. He's not Reek. He doesn't blow by defenders and get 200-yard games. He can, though, and he has. Because by the time he passes his guy, Tyreek's already in the end zone. Come on, man. You like they got two of the fastest guys. Like you're underestimating Jalen Waddle. He's an elite talent. It's, I'm trying to think I'm, of a good example here. I'm adding it to the board. I'm gonna take Waddle, and then this is a hot take. Waddle over Reek. And then come week 17, we're gonna look back at this. Barring both of them stay healthy. I'm just saying it could happen. I'm not saying, you know, it's going to happen. It's on the board. That's, that it's means on, something. That means we can't forget about that. We can't forget about that. 
So, you know, come week five where, you know, Waddle's racking up. I don't know. It's like games. It's like touchdown and he does his fucking in the end. It's like, why? Why have frozen pizza every night or or most nights when you have a a great pizza place across the street? It's like Tyreek is just the better option. Waddle's doing good over there, but Tyreek's just that much better. So you go to him. I think I think he can be just as good. And I think he's going to prove it this year. The pizza example was bad. I was thinking I was that was bad. Think of something. I, I just I blew right past it and ignored it. I was trying to think of something good. I wanted to like, like why do one thing which is good when you can do something else that's better? No, I, that's, that's I think. Tyree. No, 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 no. See, I think they're interchangeable. I think Tyree Kill is like chocolate. Chocolate's great. You love chocolate, okay? Chocolate. Tyreek Hill is like chocolate. I can eat chocolate every day, but if I do eat chocolate every day, I get sick of it eventually. So it's not- just going to get tired of throwing Listen, it. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm coming. Okay. So not, to, so not to feel good. Okay. Jalen Waddle is like peanut butter. To some people, hmm, I don't know. Peanut butter is not my favorite. Some people are allergic to this. Hmm. Because you know, chocolate's out there. And some people say chocolate's better than peanut butter, right? But you ever have those peanut butter lovers? That's what yep. I am. I'm a peanut butter lover. I can take a spoonful of peanut butter and fucking stick it on my tongue, and I'd be happy with that. No chocolate. Give me a spoonful of Jaden Waddle this year. And you know what's crazy about it, Susan? You know what's crazy about it? They're on the what? same team. You put chocolate and peanut butter together, boom. Reese's peanut butter cup. And what's a better fucking candy than that? There is none. I'll tell you There's only one problem. No, I'll tell you what's a better candy is a take five. No, come on. I mean, that's that's everything. That's like, you know, that's like if you had Reek, Waddle, Mahomes, Kelsey, all the good guys on the same offense. Might be what the Jets are this year. So the Jets would take five? It could be. You're right. They got the running back, the quarterback, the receivers. Did the defense maybe defense? Uh-huh. They got the coach with a shiny bald head. All right, that is five. Speaking of that, have you seen Hard Knocks yet? No, it's on the Jets, right? Yeah, I got. Is Probably when I go on Netflix, yet? Hard Knocks still has the Cardinals as the cover, so I haven't, I haven't seen it. I didn't know it was out. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's not on Netflix. It's on HBO Max. Or I wonder Max. why. I think it was Netflix. I don't know. All right. My last so yeah, cho- chocolate and the peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter. Peanut I mean, butter cups. Some, some guys are just peanut butter guys. I'm fucking, that's me. Jalen Waddle's my peanut butter. Um, but my last stud, though, talking about wide receivers. And I feel like he gets disrespected compared to all these other guys. And I feel like a lot of people, don't have them in that tier. I, I just want to do some research first before I say his name. All right. I'm doing my research, but I can't click on him. Here you go. <clears throat> Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I'm with you. He's right after Cup for me. The next best guy. It's it's like 
Name me a better duo. Not on uh, not Mahomes Kelsey. Fuck Name me you. A better... that's, that's the answer. That's the no, answer. Well, besides Mahomes Kelsey. <laughs> okay. Name me a better duo than Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Chocolate and peanut butter. That's it. <laughs> no, that's, it. The, that's that's the combo. Diggs and Allen. I can't tell you last year how many uh Burrow and Chase, Chase two and Burrow and Chase. Yep. Two and Reek. No, no, I don't like them. I, I like I mean I like them, but like I feel like that Burrow and Chase dynamic isn't there like Diggs and Allen is. Because I feel like Burrow yeah, you're not happy like only well, I don't know. No, I, I guess you say are. having two as your QB and Tyreek as your wide receiver. It's not as fun as Allen as your QB and Diggs right. as your receiver. But it, it's mo- mainly because I just feel like they benefit the most. Like, I feel like Diggs just benefits so much more. Like, you could say Burrow and Chase, but I feel like T. Higgins is a part of that trio. I feel like I've pictured them more as like a trio. And I picture Tua, Reek, and Waddle as like a trio. When I'm thinking about like just fucking two guys going out there hmm. slinging dick in fantasy. Yeah, we're well, like no out. one else matters. Where no like one else Chiefs. matters. It's like a guaranteed fucking 45 points between them both. It's, it's Josh like when, Allen. It's like when like. Diggs. When you and Craig play The Last of Us without me, it's like it's you two, and then you got a bunch of randoms, but you guys might be able to get it all done, but you're by right. yourselves. Yeah, that's that's a bad example. Me and Craig and The Last of Us are kind of like uh a bad example. I'm just full of bad examples tonight. I'm kind it's kinda like uh who's who's our QB wide receiver comparison, Craig? I'm trying not to be disrespectful. Um Wild I'll say Craig. we're Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Craig's the Matt Ryan's of my Julio in Last of Us. In the, oh, yeah, they, okay. Yeah. Right? That's pretty good. So, like, you got the talent, but you can choke sometimes? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Chad wants to know if we're forgetting Gabe Davis. So, we're forgetting about Gabe Davis? No, we're not forgetting about Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis hasn't taken that step yet. And I like that step, but when, you, when, when you're thinking about, like, you're not putting Gabe Davis in that T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle category. Yeah, that was my thought exactly. You know? But, hey, Gabe, Gabe doesn't suck. I like Gabe this year, and I'm going to talk about that later. But, yeah, my last set to finish out was Stephon Diggs. Chase Adams Cup, Rick and Diggs. All those guys, I have a feeling, like I said with the RB uh, studs last week, those guys have the best chance to dethrone Justin Jefferson. All right, Chad, Chad was just kidding. And said, Gabe sucks. I know. So how about that? Greg said, Kirk and Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> I, met, oh, I missed that. Shit. So, um, I, right. so we've covered up to Diggs. I have him. He was like my next guy. Yeah. And we've talked about Adams too, but I have two guys ahead of Adams this year. Unfortunately, because of Jimmy G and not because of Adams. So I'm going to put A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb as my next two top guys Yeah, in that order. That's not bad. A.J. Brown was just pure consistency last year. Not a ton of receptions, only 88. Um, But he had 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. It's it's another one of those those guys, that those trio, because Devonta Smith was great too. Hurts is amazing. 
AJ Brown right. was surprisingly consistent. I remember he used to be thought of as like a boom bust when he was on the Titans that one year where he right. went, went off, but this was like lights out. And I think it's, why should that change? So I like AJ Brown as the next guy. And he finished number five last year. And I don't see any reason for that to really be any different. The, the way, the way the trend is with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, he keeps getting better every year. If he continues to get better as a passer, those numbers are going to reflect for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. I might have them lower. I mean, this next tier of wide receiver I have are called wide receiver one locks. Guys that I'm confident, if they're my wide receiver one on my fantasy team, I'm happy with it. And there's even a chance of where they could be your wide receiver two if you get some of the studs in the first round. Yeah, that'd be a Even dream. that is like, yeah. A.J. Brown's in that list. And then who's the other man you said? CD, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Last year he proved he can be that wide receiver one that the Dallas Cowboys need. I love CD Lamb. I do. It's weird because I don't remember really ever thinking about him last year as if like he wasn't being a fantasy stud first for a team that in our league, but he finished number six. Like I, he did I drafted him. I drafted him 13th overall last year in the first round. I should have took Diggs. You kept, did you keep him the whole time? No, I traded a midseason at Gomes, remember? Okay. Because so I was like, I, don't, I just don't remember, like, CD, like, winning people weeks. But, yeah, he was amazing. He, he yeah. did great. He was, just, he was just overshadowed by Derrick Henry, Tyree Kill on Gomes' team. So he was, he was still there. Oh, okay. He just had, you know, better, better fantasy output that. from other guys. Um, Chad says, I'm offended Lamb wasn't in Glenn's top five to finish wide receiver one overall. Listen, we're not going to let Dallas Cowboys bias influence my ranks. I think there are better guys than C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. Lamb has all the talent in the world to be him and be one of those fantasy studs. I just don't think the Dallas Cowboys offense rolls like that. Dak Prescott rolls like that. Um, even, in be- even in Dak's best fantasy season, where he finished, what, number two quarterback? I think it was like in 2019 or 2018. Yeah, like two or three. You look at his options, and Amari Cooper was up there, but Dak's a guy who spreads the ball around. And you add the addition of Brandon Cooks. I'm not saying Lamb's not going to do what he did this year or last year again, because he most certainly can, and he could get better. But it won't be enough to outdo that top tier of guys. And I don't, and, I don't know um, if this guy was pass heavy, but something I've heard was the the pace of play might change away from so much passing because they, they got rid of their offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, they got rid of Kellen Moore. I don't thing. know if he was like a pass kind of guy versus this this other guy, but. The Cowboys, uh, I want to say, ran the ball the sixth most last year. And Mike McCarthy said, we want to run the ball more. They're not, They're going to stay around the same. Mike McCarthy, you can say that all you want, but essentially <laughs> run the ball it's, more. it's a passing league. And you can run the ball more with Tony Pollard as that bell cow back now. Sprinkle in a little bit of Deuce Vaughn, who I'm calling Darren Sproles 2.0. A little bit of Ronald I Suck Jones, too. You can run the ball fine. Um, at the end of the day, the offense does run through Dak Prescott, and he's going to have to pass the ball. And C.D. Lamb is that elite receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I like him. He's literally the first guy I have with this wide receiver one locked here. I think if anyone has a chance to leap up to the studs, I'd take C.D. Lamb over A.J. Brown. But there's one more guy that I just love so much, Shuza, who we're not talking about, and I think also has a chance. 
especially if my dark horse MVP wins MVP. Yep. I'm in yep. Ross St. Brown. Uh, talk about consistency. It, it, he's just the epitome of it. When it comes to receptions and yards, the only thing you want to see more is touchdowns. And man, when he gets out there, he, he struggled last year because I was an owner of him. He struggled last year usually with ongoing injuries. I feel like every week to week he'd be struggling with something. He's still playing, and he still gave you that output. Um, the only thing we're worried about on. the only thing we're worried about is the running backs being better with Gibbs and Montgomery. Take a little bit of output from them. And Jameson Williams coming back after a suspension. Because Jameson Williams has elite talent too. Isn't it a six-game suspension? So it's a decent amount, I thought. It is six games. Um, but he is an elite talent as well, Jameson Williams. So once he factors yeah, we'll himself see. into the offense, we're going to see how that impacts Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think it should because whenever Jared Goff needs a big play, he's looking to St. Brown, and St. Brown usually answers the call. But I love him so much. Yeah, I like Here's him a lot. Right he's, now. He's, he's my next guy on my list, actually. Wide receiver nine. Um, he's just a ton of receptions, too. 106 receptions. Um, six touchdowns, 1,100 yards, 1,160 yards. It's a pretty solid season, and I think. And he missed a game, too. And like you said, the nagging injuries probably limiting him a little bit. I think he's great. I don't feel great as him as my one, but I'm sure he'll live up to it. As, as your one, as your wide receiver one? Yeah. Oh, I love him. He was my wide receiver one last year. I know. I just, it just doesn't feel right. No, it feels I'd good. want someone else in there. No, you wouldn't. Because once you own him and you have him and you see what he does and what that team does, you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's fucking time. It's oh, like yeah. you start, you start like, like putting sunscreen on because you just want to feel his sun godness shine down on you. Right. And for the most part last year, he was the shiniest part of my team of turds. And he was the one guy I actually had fun enjoying fantasy last year. He he had some pretty big games, but now that I'm looking at it, and I think I'm starting to see why I feel that way. Like his last five games, he didn't score even 12 points, just 10 or 11 or eight or around there. He had maybe three, three games over 20. Everything else was kind of just steady. He has blow up games, but he he hasn't. He's not like consistently great. You know what I mean? Great. At least last year, things can change. Could get better. I love him. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. You can't make me. Um, Can't make me. (laughs) I got a guy who's wide receiver one lock. It's very obvious, and especially it became even more increasingly obvious. Once they acquired the missing ingredient. Talking about Garrett Wilson. Getting Aaron He's my Rodgers. next guy. He's, um, I said it before, the wide receiver quarterback stack I want to own this year, if I can't own possibly anyone, is Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson. The, uh, the value on it is so good for what the upside could be. I, Garrett Wilson could easily finish top five. Aaron Rodgers could easily finish top five. I mean, and where you figure Rodgers is going in drafts later than other quarterbacks, where you fear Wilson is falling later than other wide receivers, 
I'd take a chance on it. Yeah, Garrett Wilson's been he's not as cheap as you might think. He's definitely after all these guys, but I feel like you're drafting him near his ceiling, honestly. Which is he going is he going in the second round? Yes. What pick? There's Mason. Uh, what, how do you even find this? I'm just going to type it in, I guess. What pick? <laughs> just say <please. laughs> what, what pick? pick? What were we even talking about? <laughs> I forgot. Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh, it's happening, Glenn. It's happening. Yep. The vitamin. Yep. ADP. Our fantasy pros. Pros of fantasy. Right. Uh, ADP is number 17. So we're 17. talking early second. Chad's saying 20 to 21. Is Chad a fantasy pro? On ESPN. So that would put... Yeah, so I'd say early, like no more than a mid-second round pick. I don't think that's a ceiling. I think this time next year we're talking about Garrett Wilson going in the first round and being a lock in the first round. I think that's because of what he does this year with Aaron Rodgers. I like him. I think his uh, he like compared to St. Brown, I, he has a higher touchdown ceiling. So there's there's that for him too. But there's just there's baked in risk again. Got to weigh that in and say we don't know what this is going to look like. They got Alan Lazard back. There's a rapport there with Rogers. There they even have Randall Cobb. He's like, oh, Rogers is over here now. You know, you know, like judge. listen. Do you watch Shark Week at all? Not really. Well, I learned a lot of things this past Shark Week, right? Okay. So when, when great whites travel, right, and they go through the ocean, they got these little-ass fish that cling to the side of them, and they always you're pick right. up the scraps from whatever the sharks miss or eat, whatever. I don't know what they're called. I'm going to start calling those fish Randall Cobb because <laughs> that's what he is to Aaron Rodgers' great white shark. It's true. That dude fucking follows him around. He's like the nugget in the toilet that won't go down when you're trying to flush okay. the toilet. That's what he is. I guess. Yeah, it's like, I bet, like, Cobb. Well, the fact that show, you brought it up, up. <laughs> that means hey, nothing to he's me there. for Garrett Wilson. Same thing so with Cobb, Al Lazard. Cobb showed up with his backpack on the jet to Packers practice. He's like, where's Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on the Jets now. Oh, shit. Takes the next play oh, to fucking New York, and all of a sudden he's on the team. Um. Yeah, yeah but we just we just don't know exactly how it's gonna go. Um, so I gotta bake that in. But it's it's there. But the, the, the stars are aligning, and it could be great. You know what the stars are aligning for as well? What's that? If you go down in the bayou in the city of Nolens, the stars <laughs> are aligning for Chris Olave. I love I agree. Me. I love the Olave. This one is like we haven't seen it because Carr just got there, but I just feel it in my bones that it's going to happen. So I'm just assuming it's already happened and that we're going to get it because I think it's going to be great for Olave. You know when you go and, to the men's warehouse and the guy says you're going to like the way you look? I guarantee you. You're going to like the way your fantasy team looks when you draft Chris Olave. I guarantee it. He's like the 
I don't know. He's like he's like the the gold cufflink that you put on your suit jacket. It's like when people see it on your team, they may have to do a double take, and then when they look at it, they're like, "Oh shit!" Is that like, Chris Olave? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Something like that, because he's gonna wow you. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say two words. I'm gonna see if this means anything to you. It comes to okay. Chris Olave. <laughs> Michael Thomas. <laughs> I forgot about him. What do you mean forget? You can't just forget about Michael Thomas. That's been no, that long. I, yes, it has been that long. And actually, yeah, it actually has. No, I've thought about him like once or twice, but like at least oh, I have, since we've been talking about Alave, I did forget about him. All right. And I don't think anyone's worried about him. And I said, it's been four years. I know, but he was disgusting. He was the one. It was unreal. 17 yards. He was him with touchdowns. a capital H I M. Broke the receiving record or something. Yeah. And then yeah, that was it. And he just freaking straight down to the ground. Straight down. Without a parachute. But he freaking well, did it. Can't forget that. So parachute, let, me, yeah. let me tell you something. That doesn't mean anything to you, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. No, it didn't mean shit last year. Not going to mean shit this year. No, it's like. What if it does? No, that's not. He only played thing. three that's games. That, last that's year. what worries me. You know, like, I'm I'm loving these analogies I'm coming up with right now. (laughs) So, here we go. Chris Olave, right? Picture you're a little kid who's afraid of the dark. (laughs) Picture you're a little kid who's afraid of the dark, right? And you're in your bedroom, and you hate the dark, man. And you, you turn all the lights on. You turn your night light on. You turn the ceiling light on. You got a lamp by the side of your bed. Chris Olave is all those lights. He's your savior and your protector from the darkness, right? Is Michael Thomas the darkness? Michael Thomas is when the crack in your closet is just open a little bit. <laughs> and, you, and it's just pitch black there. And you don't know what's behind there. That's what Michael Thomas is. <laughs> you is, don't know what's behind you know, there. You don't know what's behind there. But he's the darkness. He's the unknown. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, or even like, you, you know, <laughs> You can see you have like a dresser that's kind of high up off the ground, but you can great. see underneath it and it's just dark. You don't know what's under there. Yeah. That's Michael it's Thomas. Like, it's Michael Thomas. Yeah, he is that crack. And it's like, you don't know what's behind there. And you might be fine if you don't yeah. find out. But right. if you do find out. If you do find you're out. Fucked. The more you fuck around, the more <laughs> right. you're going to find out. That's what it but is. Michael Thomas. Now picture, this is this is worst case scenario, Susan. Picture... All this good stuff we're thinking about Chris Olave and how Derek Carr makes a fantasy stud out of his wide receivers. What if it's Michael Thomas? What if it's Michael Thomas? What if I it's don't know. Michael Can Thomas? It be? He is 30 years old. He's getting he's getting hurt and stuff. I, I, I don't, don't there's that closet door opening that scares me, Souza, and it's Michael Thomas. Okay. Michael Thomas in the closet, put it on the board. Oh my god, dude. That's Craig great. Said, That's great. Said, I know 20 ankle injuries and a receiving title is behind that door. <laughs> oh, I love it's scary, analogy. though. I, it's scary. Dude, it came to me, and I thought it might be one of the best things this podcast has ever heard. Could you put um, could you put something like that on the board, like Michael Thomas is the darkness or something? <laughs> that, that, way, that way we remember this. That might stay there for ah, years to come, too. That's a good point. I'm gonna need a bigger ass board. Let me see here. I should have got the. 
I should have got the Miss Silva edition. Yeah, maybe break That's into true. the old high school while it's maybe while it's still up and grab a whiteboard. What am I saying? Michael Thomas? Either in the closet or is the darkness. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say in, in the closet. <laughs> I, I don't mean it like <laughs> that. Michael Thomas in the closet. <laughs> Okay. No, it's not. It's not, it's not even a gay reference. It's just he's in the closet. He's the darkest in the closet. What? You can't say that either. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my god. He I'm is crying. The darkness. I'm crying. In the I'm darkness, just... or is the darkness? That's like a, that's like a Batman thing. So that's cool. Put that. I am the darkness. Michael Thomas equals Batman. <laughs> okay, now this is like a derivative of what we were talking about. It's, it's <laughs> going to take multiple layers of thinking to realize what we did. <laughs> I got I got Michael Thomas equals, and I drew a little bat symbol. Like it's even whiteboard. crazier. He's, uh, okay, Michael Thomas is Batman. That's what we've concluded. Remember that it's a bat. Okay. We'll remember that. All right. But in conclusion, I'm not worried. You're not. I'll just try to go to sleep. Not think about it. But there's a guy I want to mention that I think is being slept on. And you might need, you could put this on the board as like a my take. But Keaton Allen. Ooh. I think, I think he's great. He had a, 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 he had a bad beat. Last year with an injury, but before we say he's injury prone, he has played, let's see, like four of his last five seasons. He's, he's done pretty good, but he's lost, but he was injured last year and two, two years before that. But like around there, the other three or four years, he played full seasons. So I don't want to say he's injury prone. And when he came back last year, he was nasty. Can't forget what he did. Yeah. 13 points, 17 points, 15 points, 16 points, 26 points when he came back, soaking up targets. I think if he's healthy, he's going to be some of them that you wish he drafted. I think uh, I'm not calling him a wide receiver one lock. He is in that next tier that I have. He's my number 12 for reference. So he he is a wide receiver one for me. I'm calling him wide receiver one Keenan Allen. I have him in that next tier of make or break. I, I think he is that guy, like you said, Sousa, who can be that guy, that number 12 guy or better. Um, but I feel like he's also a guy who, if you draft him, things don't work out. It's going to be one of those years saying, why the fuck did I draft <laughs> Keenan Allen instead of I think- a certain guy here? I think there's valid risk, but I just think that risk is, ha, has been blown up more than it should. Okay, that's fair. That's all. And I have Alave right after him. Okay. I already mentioned Waddle in there, too. He's in that wide receiver one lock, yes. lock list. So yep. I'm keeping that there. There's one more guy that I think is getting slept on even more. Okay, let's see if it's my next guy. Samari Cooper. Yes, it is. My next guy. Thank you. We're on that same wavelength today. 
That's right. That's what vitamins will do to the mind. That's true. I think um, um, given Watson's potential, I think he could be very undervalued right now. I, I He's my wide receiver one lock, my last one of that list. I think he if, if we see Watson get back to where Watson once was, uh, there's no reason Mark Cooper can't be your wide receiver one and you feel happy about it. Yeah, he was 10 last year. Yeah, last year I think he surprised a lot of people moving from Dallas to the Browns, and he was doing the thing with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I like Cooper a lot. You should too. Feel good yeah, about you, it. Right, you should too. Yeah. Yep, he's my He'll favorite like, team. Oh, God, why Cooper's there? No. You swing that dick and say, look, man, you know who my wide receiver is? Amari fucking Cooper. That's right. Swing that dick, Coop. That's what I'm going to say all year, whenever he does well. That could also be the pod title. There he goes. Swinging that Swinging dick. Swinging that dick. Yep. Okay. Yep, he's my 14th ranked, 14th ranked wide receiver. All right. I'm now in my next tier of after your wide receiver one locks, you have make or break people. These are guys that are kind of in the middle between wide receiver one, wide receiver two land. Normally wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. And every now and then we see those wide receiver twos make that jump into wide receiver one territory. And you're like, oh man, what a great fucking pick I did. I'm so fucking smart. I got this guy here and look what he did now. Fuck you guys. Yes. I love those picks. I got a pretty big list. I got a pretty big list. And I'm going to start with a guy that nobody's been talking about unless you're at the roulette table. That's Calvin Ridley. Oh. Yeah. I'm not not saying I'm ranking him higher than anybody. No, I know. I know. He's just the first guy I thought when I thought of make or break. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in my top 20. I, I can, I, I agree with that because he could be freaking nasty. If Trevor Lawrence has an MVP season, the way he's been looking at practice, Calvin Ridley, he's definitely the one there. And if the whole offense with Doug Peterson takes that step, Trevor could Lawrence. be the perfect storm. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I'm so, I just caught myself from saying something stupid. <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to rattle off a couple other names, and uh, you tell me if you like them. And I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm, oh, here's what we're going to do. Okay, I'm going to rattle go. these names, and you're going to tell me whether they're going to most likely make or break your team. You're going to say make or break when I say these guys. Okay. Okay. DJ Moore. Make. DK Metcalf. Break. Ooh. Oh, we'll get back to this. Devonta Smith. Make. Debo Samuel. Break. Ooh. T. Higgins. Make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he uh, might be a little, little too hyped up, but we'll see. T. Higgins? I think so. I love me some T. But I, I feel like where he's being drafted, when I took these notes, his ADP I heard was 12. No. Like 12th wide receiver. 
Um, <laughs> no, like, yeah, not, not the end of the first round. <laughs> like wide receiver 12. He finished seven, uh, 17th last year. I just feel like you're drafting him at his ceiling. Like I said earlier for Garrett Wilson, I think T. Higgins being drafted to the ceiling, but I think he'll be good, like uh, Devonta Smith. So I'm going to say make. All right. DeAndre Hopkins. Break. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends where you draft them. You might be able to, to withstand that, but I don't believe it. This is a Julio Jones situation for me. Terry McLaurin. Break. Ooh. It was in reverse, Terry. Hollywood mm. Brown. <laughs> I'm going to go make. I actually like him. I think he's a good value that people aren't talking about. Yeah. Chris Godwin. Break. I hate the Bucks this year. Want nothing to do with it. So if I said Mike Evans right after Chris Godwin, would you say? Break. Break. Tyler Lockett. Make. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. I know. I know. I know. I do try to factor in where they're being drafted. Um, I'm going to say break as well. All right, that's my list. <laughs> I guess I'm not too favorable on any one 49er except McCaffrey. Okay, so you said you said break for uh did you say for DK? I think I did, yeah. I think you did too. Why? Although I love him, he did yeah. only finish, let's see, 18th last year. So, I mean, he might not be the guy you think you're drafting. He finished 18th. What did Tyler Lockett finish? Shit. Oh. Getting there. I just have a cat on my lap, so I can't move. Cat's on your lap. Cat's on your lap. Tyler Lockett. I don't have half PPR, but he was 13th in standard and right full PPR. That too, and that's better than what DK did, right? Let me just make sure the equal settings, yeah. Yep, and and both Geno Smith was the number five quarterback last year, yes, he was. And Geno Smith's not going to be better than the number five quarterback this year, right? No, he's not. No, he's not. So, I love all these questions, (laughs) those numbers drastic go down. It's so funny because after every question, you're realizing why DK Metcalf won't <laughs> <laughs> probably won't do well. And it's or at not least like as good spent, as where you're drafting him. Right. And it's not like they spent a first round pick on the uh, wide receiver either. So, you know, that's no worry. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But I love him. But I, I like love DK. him. I want to own him. No, you look team. at him, you look at him and you think, God, dude's an athletic freak. He should be owning the field. He should be what Megatron was after Megatron left. Yeah, Megatron Junior. or Megatron the Second. Do, do Transformers have Spawn? No, not that I've seen. <laughs> I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think there's any baby baby Trons out there. No, like Bumblebee didn't come out of like Optimus Prime's ass or anything. No, I don't think so. Probably made in a Ford factory or something. No, I don't know. I don't know the all the lore behind it. I do right. know a lot. 
about Transformers. Anyways, you do? You want to have a Transformers movie review? Uh, maybe next podcast. Movie review. Squeeze that in. DK Metcalf. Like I said, you like it. You like how it looks when he plays. Like how it looks on your fantasy team. But there is caution. I'm just saying, be careful. Be careful who you play with. That's why he's in the make or break category. Temper expectations. Yep. Uh, He also said break on Debo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a great reason for that. All right. Next, Terry McLaurin. (laughs) Terry, he's also... Like a de- like, I think the same narrative or explanation or argument applies to Terry as it did DK Metcalf, except Terry has been performing, I would say, worse than Metcalf. He finished better than him last year, I guess, but every every year before that, he's just been a two, a wide receiver two. Terry two. Terry two time. Sam Howell's the QB. I actually like Dotson a lot this year. I just think Terry is going to continue to just be a a wide receiver two fantasy guy. And I think that might let people down. He, I think like, he'll still be fine. It's hard to say like make or break on some of these guys. Because they're not being drafted too high. You know, I try to factor that in. Like, will your fantasy team be fine if he doesn't work out? I think it could with, like, a Terry, but because he might be your third guy, second guy, but about, temper expectations you, there. You too. already said you hate the Bucks, so I'm not even going to talk about Godwin or Evans. Mm. Baker Mayfield, you QB. You, you, don't, you don't think there's any chance that one of them is good and at their value, if not better? I mean, Mike Evans has proven he can do it. Whoever's right. going later. Which is probably Godwin, I would think. I think I think it's Evans. Oh, I think people are relying on Godwin being that possession receiver. Like I don't see Evans having uh, continuing that one thousand yard season. He wasn't really doing it last year until he had like a two hundred yard game and three touchdowns that one time. I don't think Baker Mayfield is providing that kind of stuff. Let me ask you a question: You think Baker Mayfield this year will be better than Tom Brady was last year? No. Ask you again because Tom Brady sucked. <laughs> I know, I know, and I think at least as it pertains to Mike Evans, I don't think he'll be able to do what Brady did. So this is the year Mike Evans doesn't get his one thousand yards. Put it on the board That's if you not. want. This is all he's done it every year until this know. year. I need a bigger book. Oh, it's double sided. Oh, I, <laughs> I just knew on the back. I saw it the whole the whole time. Every time you held it up, I saw anything. the opposite side. I assumed you knew. I thought you would have oh. looked at the whole thing that you ordered rather than just one I side. I literally got this out of the box and went, and then yeah, right. Uh, Never saw another dimension on it. Just the f- flat whiteboard. I just I'm I'm just gonna make this the red side. That's why I was saying, I think I was saying like one side can be hot takes and the other side is just what people aren't talking about. I'm going to put Mikey 1K. 
Question mark? Mikey 1K? Okay. All right. Um, you said, you said, all right. So you said break on DK, you said make on Lockett. Explain yourself. It comes down to draft value. I think you'll, you'll get Lockett later than DK, but I think Lockett could be at least as good as him, and if not better, like better. as we saw last year. Yep. So it's like, oh, I would have been better off drafting someone else and then Tyler Lockett instead of drafting DK. Now, I'm going to say another guy, right? And for some reason, I feel like these guys are the same players, except you, you give this guy a little more credit. So you said Terry McLaurin, and you don't like him. But isn't DJ Moore the same kind of guy? DJ Moore. No, yeah, you're, you're right. But, again, I think he's he's being drafted late enough to where I think his upside actually looks pretty attractive. Um, there was just a nice preseason game. The Bears looking electric. DJ Moore was a part of that. Thinking they'll use him. I think they'll actually use him well. I don't think Mooney's the one. I think it's, it's immediately DJ Moore. You know what I say about preseason? Doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> that's what I say about preseason. Oh yeah, that's you. You used to say that it doesn't count. Remember that? It doesn't. Like preseason doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count. It means nothing to me. No matter how they look. No matter what their box score I, was. I, doesn't I've matter. learned that lesson the hard way multiple times. Exhibit A: Amir Abdullah. Don't ever come to me with, oh, dude, this guy's a fucking stud in preseason. You see what he did? You see that run? Yeah, he's playing up against fucking Joe Schmo, who's trying to make the practice squad. Not all the time. There are snaps where the ones are on both sides. Yeah, and they're just trying not to get hurt. So they're just going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This game means nothing to me. Preseason doesn't mean anything. Okay. Pointless. Fair. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's why you don't keep, pre, keep preseason stats. And fantasy points. That's why it doesn't correlate to the regular season because it doesn't fucking matter. Preseason prob- matter. You're probably right. God damn it. Um, but you're saying make to DJ Moore. Do we have to talk about it? No. I just think Moore is going to deliver his value and maybe even a little extra. I wouldn't feel great taking him, no. but that's my take. Do you want to go through your list of guys just in order so we see where all these guys rank, and then we'll see if I missed anybody? <laughs> sure. So from 1 to 20, I have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, those are the top 10. And then 11 through 20 is Jalen Waddle, Keenan Allen, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf. 17 is Devonta Smith. 18, I have Marquise Brown. Mm. And then uh, Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore to wrap up the top 20. So DJ Moore, is the, he just made the top 20 list for me. Did you have Debo in your top 20? No. So you'd rather have DJ Moore and Debo. Let me let me double check some stuff here. Flick through a snowpad. Let me, uh, let me check. <laughs> okay. 
gotta find my papers. Um, yeah, I yeah, fuck it, I do. <laughs> fuck it. There was inconsistencies, and we don't have the same exact offense anymore. And there's always injury risk. Hey, listen, if you want to explain yourself, I'm just asking to see if you know. I know um, it, did, it didn't sound right, but I, I think all these guys are going to finish better than them. All right, I Hold do. For Debo, um, that means even less love for Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Okay, just so we're clear. My next tier of uh, wide receivers, I have a bunch of guys that are in my uh, category. Which means there's a chance that they are solid and at their value. It could be better. But it's something about them just makes you go, uh, If you – I'm going to rattle through these names. If you think you go – uh, if you think it's more of an eh, or a hmm, like, I don't know, maybe you're describing them. I want you to go eh, or hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I understand the rules. <laughs> New game on the podcast called eh. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Because I don't have anything beyond this top 20 that I just rattled off, so I'm just going to. Join you for the Let's ride here. Let's fucking hop on, baby. We're going full speed. Drake London. Eh. eh. Wait. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's eh. fine. I mean, I, I wrote E H H H H. Okay. So four okay. H's. That's like eh. the, the inflections are up to me, I guess. Yeah. However you want to, you know, interpret that. Christian Watson. Eh. <laughs> Huh? Oh, I, I like that. Huh? That's kind of like, uh, so it's, uh, and then there's, uh? right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, can you get that as a sound bite, please? Oh, if anyone says, if anyone says something outlandish or something, <laughs> like, it's like a what? Oh my God, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to surprise the shit out of Mason next week because you know he's not going to listen to this episode. Absolutely not. Zero <laughs> percent chance. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. He's got to say something like he's going to say something fucking ridiculous about like, the Patriots like, or something. Yes, and then uh, I'm just going to hit him with the. <laughs> it might take a couple weeks before we hit him with it, but what is going to happen? It's going to be amazing, and he's going to. Oh die my laughing. god, he will. Okay, let's go. Um, William. Yeah, Christian Watson. I believe he can. He can do well. Okay. Sorry. Mike Williams. Eh. Eh. Deontay Johnson. Eh. Eh. Jerry Judy. Eh. Eh. I like him. I like him. Okay. You like the Broncos country less ride? Yeah, just Judy. (laughs) Uh, Christian Kirk. Eh. Uh, well, that, that was kind of the middle. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. I know you don't like preseason, but it was noted that he was only out there on like three wide receiver sets, as opposed to being out there like on every every formation. It was like as Ridley as the one, and I forget what the other one what it was. 
Say that again. I, I muted I you. Know, I said preseason. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's going to be the Ridley show and Evan Ingram. I don't think Kirk's going to do as well. I'm not taking it. Michael Pittman Jr. Eh, I don't like the Colts either. All right. So, what about uh, Brandon Cooks? Eh, huh? could leave him. Leave Maybe. him on the draft board. Leave him on the draft board. Yeah, he's gonna be your starting flex. <laughs> <laughs> it might. I don't think I'm gonna draft him. I think I'd rather take anyone around him. Honestly, take Gallup. I don't think. I oh, think you mean, like, uh, you mean like around him on the draft board? <laughs> yes. Around him, like his teammates. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, I'll take fucking Kevontae Turpin. Kick return it too. And thank you too. Come on yeah. over here. Oh, That's good. Um, Colton Sutton. Eh. Just Judy. Just Judy. <laughs> That's it. Uh, hashtag just Judy. <laughs> Traylon Burks. Eh, it's all because of Hopkins, too. I liked him going into this year. I think Hopkins oh. just takes the – there's already such a small pie to go around for the wide receivers, and Hopkins just takes too big a slice. <laughs> You're going to see Traylon Burks' rib cage is not enough of the pie. <laughs> I I, I – uh, I got a uh, another analogy in my head for Traylon okay. Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, so <laughs> Traylon Burks is like, you know, like when you see a girl from like a little bit far away and she's walking and you're like, oh, shit, shorty. Yep. Yeah, what you got? It's got a little something. <laughs> And then, like, you're like, oh, she gets a little closer, and you start to, like, you know, see her figure a little bit, and you're like, oh, shit. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Yep. <laughs> and then she starts walking closer and closer to you, and you're like, oh, oh, damn, slow down a little bit. And then she gets right up close to you. Oh, God. And then you just see a fucking upper lip hair and a unibrow. Oh, shit. And, and, and you know, something, and you're just like, Oh God! Oh Jesus! DeAndre Hopkins is that unibrow <laughs> on Traylon Burks. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly right. It, it looks very appealing, very appealing, and you want to see. And you wonder to yourself, can I make this work? Right, and you can't. You no. can't get yourself to do it. You can't get past the unibrow. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You can hope you, you can, can, but you won't. No. 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 Um, Darnell Mooney. I'm going to say an eh because of how okay. I think DJ Moore will before. I think Mooney's just going to be stay relegated to the wide receiver two, and I don't think that's a good enough role for the Bears offense, passing offense. Rashad Bateman. Eh. Yeah. Not about it. I'd rather take Zay Flowers and be hopeful on him. Someone's going to be good there. It might be Bateman. But I don't like it. That's my air tier. 
all those guys I listen, I'm more uh, than uh. yeah. That's so, why you want to draft the receivers early, right? Then you can focus on running backs instead. Right. I mean, I have another two after this. This is guys I'm kind of it's like an eyebrow raise, like a little bit of sleeper action, a little bit of intrigue because these are like potential like hmm. boom candidates. I think I have George Pickens. Yep. Jackson, Smith, Jigba. I'm not too hopeful on that being a thing. I'm I'm banking on how Gino's going to play like you say he's going to play. I think he plays a major role in that. And I think you see a okay. little bit of regression from Tyler Lockett, more JSN, and then DK suffers the consequences a little bit from JSN's emergence. Yeah. Um, Jamison Williams. Yes, I think it's possible. Jahan Dotson. Very much, yes. I like yeah. him a lot. He's the receiver I want in Washington. The Commanders. Zay Flowers. Yes, I'm choosing him over Bateman. Bro, Gabe Davis. No. No. Not interested. You're out on the Gabe Davis train. That train was coming fucking hard last year. Like, like there was no breaks on that train. Yeah, like, like the off season last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like it was like they saw that divisional game. They were like, Gabe Davis. Yeah, fucking Jerry Rice kid. <laughs> and then right, they were hyping him up like he was primed to have that Calvin Ridley season, that Chris right. Godwin season, like. That's how he was supposed to be. And then he wasn't. He was a wide receiver three. I mean, and he played two. 16 out of 17 games and underwhelmed. Like two good games, two blow-up games, maybe three, but the rest were just disappointments. Kadarius Tony. I'm out. Is it because he has glass bones and paper skin? That's a big part of it. All right. <clears throat> Just checking. Michael Thomas, the darkness. You've convinced me, Glenn. I'm telling you, man. You There's that me. chance. That little crack in the closet. There's something. Oh. What's that? Mom? Mom? I know. You talk about Cooper Cup being the number one. At it, like taking over Jefferson just like that. Michael Thomas is just like the 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 tier below that, where it's like he can go from irrelevant to like holy shit, this is like a high end wide receiver two, maybe a low end one. You just don't know. It's scary. Yeah, or maybe it's a Josh Gordon thing where it's just never gonna happen. Paris Campbell. I'll 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 take a peek. My brother in Paris. You take a peek at him? Yeah, I will. Yeah, me too. Heard some good things. The Giants have literally nobody besides him, Jalen Hyatt, throw the ball. Yeah, that's bad. Waller. That's why I like Waller. Oh, I forgot about Waller. He's there too. But he's number 12. So he was like, I don't like that. Gross. Blech. Blech. That's the end. number? He, his jersey number? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm not saying he's the number 12 tight end. 
I'm saying his jersey number is one, two. Like, like you think of 12, you think of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, mm. Andrew Luck, Matt. No, I'm not going to say anybody. Matt Flynn. Was he number 12? No, Aaron Rodgers number two. Matt Flynn was number five. I tried to think of a Matt name. I was going to say Matt Ryan, then I realized he was number two. <laughs> so, close. He's number, number 12 on the BC Eagles, though, so suck it. Shit. Um, Hard facts. Juju Smith-Schuster. Not interested. Elijah Moore. Hmm. hmm. I'd be curious. Yeah. Take a pick. Yeah. yeah. Take a quick look. Quick little pick. Um. His cousin, <laughs> Rondell Moore. No. No. Oh, Eli- is Elijah Moore's on the Browns, right? Elijah Moore's on the Browns. Yeah, Rondale I actually do, I actually do like him. I do like oh. Elijah Moore more than I thought. All right. <laughs> so you don't want to take a quick peek? You just want to... So it's a, it's a deep look. I want a deep, deep look there. Wanna... Rondell Moore, I could leave on the freaking sidewalk. Oh, won't even give him a passing glance. Oh my god, just doesn't even acknowledge that he's there. And Ronda nope. Moore could be like, Should I change, man. I get a dollar, and you're just fucking zoom right by him, just heads so looking straight down. Hey, man, no. can I get a can I get a bench spot? Can I be a wide receiver five? And you just say. Zoom. Yeah, in fact, yeah, in fact, I actually pick up speed on the <laughs> sidewalk just to get by him faster. Stop that fast walk. Maybe <laughs> uh, get a crow hop in there. Uh, too there. loud. Gums will hear you. Um, <laughs> Alan Lazard. I yeah, I'll throw him on my bench. I think something could happen. I think it could be usable with a, especially with us with two flexes. Yeah, I think, I think it so could too. be usable. I don't have any other wide receivers on my list, but do you feel like we missed anybody? I don't. I think that was the perfect recap you could have ever asked for. Wow. I think so too. The analogies are rock what's, solid. What's, what's better? Like what's do you think do you think the best one is Michael Thomas being in the darkness? Peanut butter um, jelly one. Peanut butter. I'm sorry, peanut butter chocolate. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. No, the the, the darkness was was good. <laughs> that was really good. That's what he is. Um, it could happen. Yeah, I feel like wide receiver, like it is every year, it's easier to fill a spot at wide receiver. So I feel like there's more guys you can be willing to take a chance on rather than running back. However, I do think that there is a plethora of guys also kind of like the running back position this year who could finish as a top RB1 or wide receiver one in this instance. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of make or break guys, a lot of wide receiver one locks, a lot of studs. And then there's Justin Jefferson. Good. Anything you want to add about wide receivers before we quickly brief tight ends? I do not. Sure. 
Moving on to tight ends. This should be quick, right? Yeah. Who's him, Susan? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Who wants to be him? Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Who who was destined to be him for the past two years and will not be him moving forward? George Kittle. Oh, no, I was going to say, that was a Kyle Pitts, though. Oh, sorry. Kyle Pitts. George Kittle, he, he he shows flashes of him, but he just can never be him. And who's not him? <laughs> Everyone else. 20 other guys. No, I'll tell you what. Oh. There's, there's a guy who I like a lot because he is very consistent. You should say, besides Travis Kelsey, I would say he's the most consistent tight end in fantasy football. And do you know his name? Is it? Oh, I can't be. It is. Can't be him. Tyler Hawkinson? Nope, not him. He's he's got a big cock. A big cock hot. It's not Every Goddard, then, is it? Because he's it not. It is Dallas Goddard. What? He's, what do you mean? What? What do you mean? What? What? I mean, look at his game logs. If you don't, if he's only consistent, if you don't count the missed time, four weeks span of injuries, is it not like his motto is to get hurt all the time? Listen, at the tight end position, you can take that risk. Dallas Goddard is a model of consistency. I shouldn't be told otherwise. Okay. I love me some Jimmy's dog. No, he's, you know what? He's you good. know why I like him so much? You know why I like him so much? Because he's consistent. And it's not like when you start a tight end, you're like, Jesus, is he going to give me eight points or is he going to give me two points? I don't know. Yeah. Seeing consistent play from a tight end position is just great. And that's what Dallas Goddard does. It's like He like ranges between like seven and 11 points. Sometimes he'll have a little bit of a boom game. Maybe he'll throw in an 18 points there if he catches a touchdown or yeah. two. Sometimes it's going to be those slow tight end games where he only catches like four balls for 40 yards. And you're like, okay, that's good for a tight end or decent, I should say. I like consistency from that position. So if you don't want to, you know, play this, oh, is the tight end going to do anything for me this week? Just kind of know what you get with Dallas Goddard. It's true. Doing. Yeah, if he's playing. He definitely has a, a higher floor than most guys because the floor for tight end is one point. Or it's the Kyle yeah. Pitts special, the two for 19 or, or two for 22. Two for 20. Two oh, for 20. Two, oh, two for 22. You're right. So. Let me double check because it happened twice, that, or at least twice last year, the same exact stat line. Um, oh, two for two 19. For oh, two for 19. Oh, oh. It was the two for 2.2 points, wasn't it? Didn't he have like 2.2 fantasy points? Maybe, um, Maybe I just completely made that No, up. no, he did not. All right, never mind. He went two for 29 the first two weeks. And then a couple weeks later, he went three. I'm sorry, two for 19 yeah. the first two weeks. And then a couple weeks later, he went three for 19. Jeez. And, then th- and then three for nine after that. <laughs> God damn it, dude. It was so bad. I can't even what believe I'm looking fuck? at this. Oh. This man had under 20 yards in half of his games. Dude, what the fuck? Why? I don't get Why? it. I don't expect and, that to and, change and, either. And who's gonna be the who's gonna be the sorry son of a bitch who does it again this year? At least he's not in the third round. But even in the fifth or sixth round, which is where I think he is. It's still not worth it. No. No. Not doing it anymore. You can't fool me again, Kyle. 
Right. Fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. three. Yep. Yep. Um, you mentioned Darren Waller before. I I I have high hopes of his involvement this season. And I he was in the preseason. You can mute me now. He he was used, I think he was like in like training camp or something. He was like half of Daniel Jones completions and he had made like 17, 16 completions. Yeah, like eight receptions, I think, out of 16 completions. You like that? You can listen now. I'm done talking about it. Yeah. uh, We talk about durability, and I feel like Darren Waller's the last guy you think of when you hear that word. (laughs) Yeah. So... That's I mean, true. It's, it's a risk worth taking at the tight end position. Yeah, he'll he'll be later anyway. But just be just because you know. But I'm saying, like, if you draft him, you're like, oh, you didn't expect him big things for him. Just expect that he also might get hurt because that's usually what happens with Darren Wall. Hmm. But it's like it's that risk that you can take with the tight end position because so many guys are absolute shit bumps. But the Njoku was on you, Susan. Because how do you feel about him this year? I like him. I think he actually reminds me of Goddard in the sense that I think you can rely on a floor for him. He picked it up a good amount last year. Uh, started off slow, but there's a point where that was the best player on Craig's team. David <laughs> right. No, he had a good stretch, but I guess at the end of the year, there were three games under five points in a row. So maybe not the most consistent, but I think he's like he's like one of the last guys I wouldn't mind week to week starting. Knowing that he could still do bad, but that he has the potential to to put up a really mm-hmm. nice game. Yeah. Um anybody else? Just double about, check. Do you care about Hunter Hunter? Oh, how about Dalton Schultz in Houston? I don't like it, but I do like Ferguson in Dallas. Jacob Ferguson? Yeah. I think he could be someone who, like Schultz, just kind of gets picked up Ferguson. off of waivers and is a plug and play kind of guy. Yeah. He definitely could. Um, if he's next man up, kind of like how Schultz was. Like, why not? He can't be. But there's also other guys. Last year, they had like a kind of a trio of three tight end sets uh, with Schultz, Ferguson, Peyton Hendershaw. Now they just drafted a rookie tight end, too. So they're going to have Ferguson, Hendershaw, and Shoemaker as the rookie tight end. Hmm. Something to keep an eye on. Maybe okay. somebody emerges at camp or preseason. But we do know Dak likes tight ends. He does. He feeds them well. Yep. They deserve uh, it. Craig is liking the Dalton Schultz value. Dalton Schultz, sneaky good late value this year. I mean, I, yeah, as a security blanket. I know. I was going to say the Texans are kind of like the Bucks for me. I don't want to touch it. I, I think I Robert think, Woods is their one. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel Nico, about that? Nico Collins, I like Robert. See, the thing is, Guys like Schultz 
guys like Robert Woods, they're going to help the rookie C.J. Stroder quarterback. I think they're good security blankets. I think they're guys that can get open. And if you can find them consistently, it might result to some fantasy success. Everybody's sleeping on Robert Woods, saying he don't have it anymore. He ain't Bobby Trees no more. Bobby Trees ain't walking through my door. He ain't doing that no more. But you can see flashes of it in Houston if he's the wide receiver one. I don't think anybody else in Houston is going to be saying, oh, yeah, let's, uh, I got an opportunity here to be the wide receiver one, and I'm going to emerge. Nico Collins isn't doing that. Uh, John Mechie might do it. I don't know. But Schultz, Robert Woods, only pass catching options I want on any fantasy roster. Yes. From the Texans. That's it. Um, I like, I still like Greg Dulcich a lot. Have him in both my dynasty leagues. I'm a big believer and I will be a believer until the end. I thought it was just Judy. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this podcast. Matthew is checked out. All right, Judy and Dulcich. I like Dulcich. And I also like, as a potential sleeper, Chigakonkwo on the Titans. Chiga, what, what? Exactly. Because he started to put Bow, it together. Chiga, at the... quack, quack. Sorry. He, I, he started to put it together last year, at the end of last year. And when you say put together, you mean like he played the whole game at the tight end position? Oh, I couldn't freaking type, figure out his name. I was trying to type in a Conquo. You can imagine how that went. He, he, wait, wait, you're not talking about Oconquo? No, I am. <laughs> On the Titans, I'm talking about him. What? What's his last name? Oconquo, what? Yeah, Oconquo. What's his first name? I call him Chig, but I guess it's... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Chigazium? Because <laughs> of that. I've never even heard his full name pronounced. Did you know... Dalvin, <laughs> did you? Glenn's losing it. He's a Do you know what it? The hell is that? I don't know. The Smithsonian Chigazium. Oh, man. Woo. Did you know Dalvin Cook's middle name is James? And that James Cook's middle name is Dalvin? God damn it. I swear to God, I learned this today. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why Ask his parents. Fucking dumbass cook parents. Well, we had the older brother Dalvin. His middle name's James. Why don't we just switch him? His name's James, and then his middle name's Dalvin. That's what I know. And then I say James. Maybe Dalvin come running. Maybe I said Dalvin. They got the names together, so that's good. Just name him that. Shut up. Have the baby. Okay. Shut up and have the baby. <laughs> That's the good. That's the good. Jeez. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I think we're, we're making we got to wrap Daddy this up here. We do. This is a fancy football podcast. And we're over here making fun of Daddy Cook. Daddy Cook. Yeah, I came out of nowhere. Oh. But I learned that today. That's a fun fact. 
But tight end, I mean, Kelsey Andrews and good luck. Close your eyes, take a dart, throw it at the board, tight ends. Hopefully, you'll strike gold or you strike shit. Well said. (laughs) There's really no in between. Next week, Sousa, we say we get a little mucky. Yes. Yeah, let's get a little mucky. You've been mucky before? Every day. Every day you get mocky. What time you get mocky? Well, I got it today at about. Actually, I got it twice today. You got mocky twice today? At, oh. at work. At work. <laughs> but it oh, didn't. shit. It wasn't as good as you think, though. I didn't learn much. This kid's on the clock getting mocky? Oh, yep. shit. Now. Yep. If those listen back to this and you just picture Maki being some deviant sexual term in that Which conversation. It, maybe it becomes something like in the future and then you just pull this old clip. Like yeah. they might become a word someday. Like words know. that like, that are like Riz. And, uh, have you heard that? Like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not that old. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but someday, someday it can become the new slang and then it's like, yeah. what does this mean? And then I, I just went crazy t- saying it. Right. But yeah, twice today at work. How about you? I haven't been mocky. I'm waiting waiting for the right moment to get mocky. Because preseason friends, doesn't count. Preseason doesn't count. So the know? Monday of week one, you're doing it. Maybe. That's actually our draft day. That'll be the first mock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mocky and chick. Um, next week we're going to get Maki, which means we're going to do a live mock draft here on the podcast. We will send out the link in the Twitch. We'll send it out on the Twitter. So if you want to join, just don't be a dickhead. Okay. Don't join the, the, the mock draft first overall pick and take Devonte Parker. Don't do that. Only, you know, who does that good looking people do that. Cause I did that to Craig when he invited me to, uh, the first mock draft so of the season. Funny. I said, yeah. Join this real quick. Monte Parker, 101. Let me take that. Leave. <laughs> yeah, but was he recording in front of the millions when that happened? No, no. So don't, don't do that. But we will send it out if you do, guys do want to join. Uh, we'll just do a simple 12-man mock, see how it goes for you. If you're listening to your fantasy leagues, normally the common league is 12. We are lucky to be in a 14-man league. And uh, things get a little dicier. But that's the beauty of it. We're getting Maki. We're getting our preseason predictions in. And I thought I had another list of what I wanted to do. I do. Oh, it's right here. This is the schedule. Yeah. August 22nd says getting Maki. And then August 29th will be season predictions. And then that will bring us to the week one preview, Sousa. That's right. September 5th. I'll be back and all will be right in the world. And, uh, yeah, I gotta Um, say, go ahead. Well, Craig was just asking about the lottery. He was asking me, is that a me decision or are you? Oh, you're the commissioner. Is that a a me decision or you decision? I thought you were just going to do it when you did it at the same time you did last year or something. Commissioner. So you got to tell me these things, commissioner. Okay. All right. I have no idea. I didn't even know I was doing a lottery. Of course you did. You wouldn't forget that. 
No, I ain't taking the lottery off. All right, well, let's do it. You want to do it? Right now? No, not right now. Right now? You want well, to do the lottery this podcast? Or do I want to do it this shit? Maybe I don't. Maybe well, I don't. It. What if As I don't want to do commissioner, we're doing it. Oh, I'm doing it? Yeah. Right. On the pot. We're doing it right here. Just like right last now? year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you remember how early we did last year? September. I don't remember what day, but I remember it was a day in September. Was it like a week in advance or like a day or two in advance? Doesn't matter. (laughs) Because what I'm going to say we do is... Oh, you're going to say it? You're going to say it, Mr. Kamish? Well, it sounds like I have to. You had no idea we were going to do this in the first place. I didn't even know we were going to have a leak this year. Craig says five to seven days prior. All right, so we're going to do two weeks from now, August 29th. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On the podcast. What? Just because Craig says something in chat doesn't mean it's the fucking way. Well, I'm land. glad he did. I was going to ask for his opinion. Yeah, you were going to say, oh, Craig, what do you think? Five to seven days? No, I was debating two weeks from now or next week. Next week would give me two weeks in advance. I was debating two weeks because I think it would be fun to know. Give us a little taste of the, of the draft a little bit. Can we trade While picks? we wait, no. Oh, <laughs> no. That's not even being voted for. I ain't even vote. Not even on the ballot. You hear that, fuckers? Don't even Craig think about it. Craig says a week in advance. I'll do no. that. Craig says five to seven days. Well, this is perfect because this will be six days. Oh, it'll be Tuesday, and then the next Monday is the draft. Twenty nine. Oh, we're doing it on the pod. Or will it take too long? Maybe it's not. Maybe we shouldn't do it on the podcast. Maybe we'll do it on the Twitch. Oh. How quick? After it the can be pod. quick, right? After Depends the pod. Depends on how fast okay. you want me to crank that thing. Depends on how fast you want me to crank that soldier boy. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that on the Twitch. <laughs> you ever you ever crank that soldier boy when you're getting mocked? <laughs> it's time to go, Glenn. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you yet again for listening to us week in and week out here on the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. We hope to bring you lots of laughs and joy for this upcoming season, but along with some good fantasy knowledge that you should take into your everyday conversation. When you're having that water cooler talk with Joe from Sales, you say, <laughs> and Joe says, Oh, I'm in three leagues this year. Oh, I think it's a really good year. What do you think you're going to say, sir? You say, Yo, Joe, you ever get mocky with it? No? Then shut the fuck up and get me some water. That's what you say to Joe. And that's what we want to encourage you to say to Joe when you listen to this podcast. Okay. I can't speak for Mason because he's celebrating his 41st anniversary right now. So I would feel like he would say the same thing, though. The exact words that I just said. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Twitch right here. We're uh, we're pushing forward towards the regular season, Susan. It's coming. So close. So close. I can almost taste it. Anything else you want to say to anybody? Nope. nope. Have a good night. Have a good night. And better yet, 
Get the fuck out of here.